What's up, everybody? Borger Sports Podcast here. Episode one kicking off right now. We're doing it. Man, it's time. We're getting yeah. started here. Here we go. We're after it. No going back now. We already have a sponsor. <laughs> we already have a sponsor. We got one. Episode one. Yeah. Tell us about our Thank sponsor. Thank you to go. our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Shout out to the Plumley Real Estate Group, our official sponsor. Plumley Real Estate Group, I guess I have to say is, I think this is a legal thing. Plumley Real Estate Group, brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. There we go. You got it in. We're You'll people. hear more from them later on in the podcast. That's so. right. Well, we got a lot to talk about, so we need to get going on this. Yeah, thing. we got a lot going on. A lot going sports. on. Yeah, we're, we're just going to warn you right up front, this first episode, everything's kicking off. We've got, we've got a lot to go through. Lots yeah. of sports starting. We don't know what we're doing. We don't know. We'll figure it out, though. We'll I figure think it out. So. Yeah, I think it'll be good. I think it's going to be like Borger Sports. It's going to be excellent here. Yeah, soon. exactly. Let's kick it off with the first one. We're going to take a look at cross country here. Head coach Leslie Young and assistant coach Austin Wheeler. Coach Young bringing 30-plus years of teaching coaching experience into this season. Got to visit a little bit with Coach Young about this. Um, we got 18 high school runners coming out for this season. That's Seven awesome. on the guys' side, awesome. 11 girls. Um, lots of returners who are coming back. And we got some big names that are going to be making an impact this season. Uh, starting off here with senior Julia Stevens. Julia has been running cross country, track runner since seventh grade. She does a little bit of everything. Um, she is going to be one of the top runners, I think, to keep an eye out for each season. And so big expectations from the senior this year. Also, another senior, Leif Nelson, and, uh, you know, described by Coach Young as one of the top three runners on varsity over the last two seasons. So, a lot of expectations yeah, there for awesome. Leif. Junior Matthew Gutierrez, another one of the top three runners for the last two seasons, um, bringing a little bit of experience here. And then we got a couple of young guys, two sophomores to keep an eye on. Charlie Medina and Isaiah White both made varsity last year's freshmen and were big contributors, looking for big things for them this year on the varsity again. Um, they've already in their, you know, they're in their third week of workouts. They've been going around working hard. Uh, Coach Young says they've been pushing each other, really encouraging each other, and they're a great group to be around. Big things coming up. They're actually going to kick off the season with the third annual Jeep Web Classic here at Bulldog Stadium. And there's going to be six different races. Um, and this is the weekend of Labor Day coming up. Okay. Six different races. And Borgers will be in all six, Borger Runners. 9 a.m., you're going to see the middle school girls. 30 minutes later, 9.30, middle school boys. 10 o'clock, JV girls start. 10.30, the JV boys start. 11 o'clock, the varsity girls. And followed by 11.30, the varsity boys. We're expecting about 600 to 800 runners. Wow, that's awesome. This year. And those those races are only a half hour apart? They get it done Those fast. kids are fast, man. I, did, I think it'd take... I couldn't do it in a half hour. Oh, no. There's no way. I need a couple I'm of days. I'm not a runner. Yeah. <laughs> Me neither. I don't think I ever was. I tell you what, cross country, that sport right there, what everyone else does for punishment, yeah, they do for fun. Yeah, it's insane. Mad it's like uh, it's like when you were, uh, the, the closest thing I ever did to that was like running Pittsburgh's in like two a days when football was starting. I don't know if you did Pittsburgh's, but it was like when two a days was starting, it's like coach was like, all right. Show up at 6 a.m. We show up. We just run. It's just like run around the field. And you keep running until you throw up. Around the football field? Yeah. Yeah. You just keep running. Like, no, not even around the football field. We just show up at like, just run around like this big field at the middle school. It's just right next to the high school. It'd be like, just run around the field. It was bigger than a track. It was like, just run. And we would just run. 
until we threw up and then we'd throw up and then we'd get some water and then we'd run some more. And it was like an hour and a half of running. It was, it was awful. That's why I can't do cross country. I could never do it. Oh, it's brutal, man. And mad props to these kids. They go out there. They work hard. Y'all wanted to hear that stuff. Tough, but we did. That's right. That was eye-opening in Blythe. Y'all need to keep an eye out and see what's going on. Blythe, California. Blythe, California. That's right. Um, Yeah, the backwards hill, that hill on the backside of the course by St. John's, Uh brutal. Just brutal. Those kids are working when they're Yeah, I'll go go walk the course. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You'll get a good workout walking it, I promise you. All right. Next up, Mike's going to talk to us a little bit about team tennis. Tennis. I love tennis, man. Tennis. Tennis coach, head coach, Jason Hadaway. Good dude. Good guy. Good guy. Great guy. Uh, Assistant coach, Caleb Hill. Also a good dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like Caleb's a great dude. Oh, great heart. I actually know these these people. You know these people. I know these people. That's right. Uh, Man, they started off 4-0 already. Already going with victories over Seminole, Brownfield, Leveland, and Shallow Water. That's awesome. Starting mm-hmm. off 4-0 uh, with Team Tennis. Uh, they followed with the first loss to Lubbock Coronado, then a win over Plainview, which is great. So they are uh, getting ready to go into district play. That's right. Yeah, they're 5-4. and four. Uh, They had a tough weekend. I guess, well, they were 5-4-1, and one, and, they're, and they had a tough weekend this weekend in Wichita Falls. So sure. they lost to... Uh, Rider Rider High, Iowa Park, and Burt Burnett. They're five and four. So they're getting ready to go into district play, five and four. It's just not not too bad. At least they're they're above five hundred, man. That's right. Getting after it. They're gonna start yeah. off with Hereford, and that'll be here in Border actually August the fifteenth, starting at four o'clock. Sweet. Go out and support team tennis. Yeah. All, All right. right, next up, we Team golf. golf. We got team golf. I'll start off on the boys' side here. Golf's my sport, man. That is your sport. Dude. You know about this. Head coach Gary Jack with the boys. New coaches here, Kelly Sexton on the girls' side. Both are veteran coaches. Lots of experience. Gary Jack, former head football coach, athletic director at other districts, has been in the business for a long, long time and brings that experience with him when he's working with these kids. Kelly has coached for several years in all sorts of different sports. She's not new to Borger, though. However, she's been teaching English language arts at the high school, took some time off from coaching, She's now rejuvenated. She's missing it, ready to get back out there. And so she'll be coaching the Lady Bulldogs golf team. So getting some information from Kelly here. They started practices last week, nine players. Uh, They got some returning players this year, Junior Daisy Perez. They got some sophomores here in Hazel Aguilera, Nadia Porras, Ava Rankins, Natalie Summit, and McKinley Wilkinson. And they also got some newcomers that are looking really good. Um, Came out to practice this sophomore Amory Lopez, freshman London Rios, and Erilyn Rogers all coming out. And she said, you know, she's just so excited to have so many returners this year who are experienced, that they're going to lead the team. They got a first tournament coming up in Hereford on September the Sweet. 5th. They're working hard, and they are ready to compete. She said, quote, it's been extremely hot this past week. The girls didn't let them slow that down. Everyone worked their hardest to get better every single day. And it is setting the tone for the entire season. So we look forward to that. I think it was golfing weather this week. Did you go out there golfing? No, but I mean, this is where I'm from. Yeah. 106 is golfing weather. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Everyone thinks it's like LA and Blythe. Nobody even knows where that is. But anyway. It's kind of by Arizona. Google Blythe, California. Or don't, actually. (laughs) There's a reason I'm here. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hopefully no one from Blythe is listening to the podcast. No, I love Blythe. I, I'm, I have very fond memories of Blythe, actually. I, that was kind of a joke. but I like the way you turned that yeah. around. That was really good. No, I do. I do. I do. My brother still lives there, so. Yeah, he does. Lots of good friends still there. Shout out so. to your brother. Yeah. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mike, tell Sorry. us about boys golf. <laughs> Throw us off track. Boys golf. All right. Uh, the Borgers boys fall golf is been they're gonna they're looking to improve this year, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're getting ready for the spring district schedule. Uh, they've got really high expectations for this year. Uh, their fall their fall season will be full with seven tournaments. That's a lot of tournaments. Mm-hmm. So uh, summer tri meets and summer invitationals. Uh, the players to watch this year are Corbin Gibson, Kaysen Wellis, George Goldston, Caden Marquez, and Jason Haddix. Uh, these young men have all improved greatly, and they're setting the boys' golf team up for a great year this year. Uh, they, they've got a full schedule, man. Seven tournaments. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's quite a bit. So, And they're going to be in watch Borger. Out, watch out for them. When are they in Borger here? They are in Borger, it uh, looks like October 21st, the Borger Tri-Meet, mm-hmm. the Borger Country Club. So, looks like all those other tournaments are at Comanche, at Phillips. Oh, at Phillips. September 23rd. September 23rd. Sorry, I looked too far ahead. I didn't see Phillips there. They'll be at Phillips. Yeah, they will. Yeah. Go out and support boys golf. All right, next up, football action. It's football season, man. It is football season. It's it's football season. And the Borger Bulldogs are in action. We kicked it off this weekend. Dude. Canadian scrimmage. Yeah, I I I was thinking about going, but I didn't get to go to the scrimmage. Did you go? I didn't get to go. But you got the full rundown for but me, But I got right? the rundown. I need the rundown. I got to watch some film. Yeah, everybody needs the rundown. Got you got to, to watch to some coach. film? Got to watch some film. Oh, dude, you get... Talk to coach. Privileged over here. Man, you think I, How can you get me access to that film? I don't know if I can. Secret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let that get into the wrong hands. That's a joke. That's all I'm saying. That's a joke, yeah. <laughs> all right, so head new head coach this year, Dane Hamrick and the boys. Let's go down the list of our coaches Who's going to be with us this year with the Borger Bulldogs? Starting out with Bo Dickinson, brand new to the game this year in Borger. He's our offensive coordinator, originally a guy from Canadian, so understands that community very well. Sweet. He was just most recently with Spearman. has come on over to be the OC, and he's already doing some great things with the offense. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. On the defensive side, defensive coordinator Jared White, this guy, originally a Pampa Harvester class of 1999, wrecked havoc on the district as a middle linebacker. I mean, was just a beast. Um, Did some college playing stuff, went into the game as a coach, was recently at River Road as a defense coordinator, then took a different path. And he's been working at Tascosa as an assistant principal for the last several years. Um, So getting that itch to come back out. Oh, it just doesn't get out of you. It doesn't go away like that. He's got to be on the field. Yeah. Right. He knew the opportunity was there. Sweet. He jumped on it. So we're really excited to have Jared White here uh, with us as the defensive coordinator. Joseph Radke, he's back for his second year. This guy is a beast, played D-line at WTAMU, go Buffs, and is also our head wrestling coach. Really glad to have him back. Brian Mancini, again, back here in Borger for a second year, was at Spearman before he came here, and he coaches the big boys, the O-line, gets them going. Gary Horton, this guy is class 1986, Borger High School alumni, came to us, um, also coaches track. He's one of our defensive back coaches. Travis Huffine, another BHS alumni, um, historian, teaches history, another guy coming back, big baseball guy as well. 
And so Travis will be back coaching with us again. Sweet. Also another baseball guy here with us coaching on the football side, Daniel Renshaw. Daniel spent several years honing his craft at Borger Middle School, got to know the kids, learned this process, moved up to the varsity, will be back with us on the varsity side again. A couple of new coaches here. Mark Laird, really excited about this guy. Yeah. It's our head basketball coach. Sweet. And he is a football guy. He comes from Pennsylvania where football is big over there. Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's Texas, but it's big over there. Yeah. You know, and he wanted to be a part of the program. Really awesome. excited for that. Awesome. So he's on the coaching side with us as well. Derek O'Dell, the dog father. That's what Hart Pisani over there at, at Globe News is calling him, the dog father. <laughs> We've already coined it. Um, Canyon alumni. Played some baseball at TCU, a little school, Texas Christian University. Okay. You know, College World Series. You might you might recognize yeah, a little, him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Yeah, competitor. He's going to be with us on the football side as well. Jalen Hill. This guy is all energy all the time. If you haven't got to meet Jalen Hill, you'll see him if you go to a game, I promise you. Uh, played high school ball at Enos. Long history there of a good program. Went and played the defensive line at WTAMU again. Go Buffs. Okay. First year coaching this year, he brings a lot of energy to the sidelines. You'll see him jumping around, celebrating, jumping up in the air, fist bumping. Maybe we can get some of these guys on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. We might be able to. Yeah. They're going to be super excited. Yeah. You have to turn the volume down. Oh, we got one more guy, though. I I, Sorry, I didn't mean to overlook him. This guy. Great last name. Oh, yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Great pedigree here. Colby Williams. Tascosa, great. um, Three-year all-district there at Tascosa, played for Coach Hamrick, then went and played some Division One football over at Utah Tech. There we go. Spent some time this summer with Vancouver for the okay. Canadian Football League. And speaking with Coach Hamrick, found out what we're doing here in this program. He's on board. This guy knows the technique Sweet. of defensive backs. And I'm going to have to confirm with him, but I think did not give up a pass touchdown in his career at Utah Tech. Wow. Didn't give up a passing touchdown that's on anyone he guarded. That's insane. I mean, he's just a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. You want to look at the schedule? Let's take a look at the schedule. All right. So just came off of the Canadian scrimmage this last weekend. Next week, this week, actually, when this comes out, this is going to come out, we think, we got a home scrimmage. We got a home scrimmage. Definitely going to check that one out. August the 17th, 6-15 at Bulldog Stadium. Canyon Eagles come to town. Anybody can go to that, right? Anybody oh, yeah. can go to the scrimmage, right? Absolutely. Anybody can yeah. go to the scrimmage. And so we're excited for that. Then the season's going to kick off with their first game of the year, August of 25th. We're traveling a little ways to Denver City for our first away game. Then after that, a second away game, September the 1st, against River Road and the Wildcats. And then we bring it back home for our homecoming game. September the 8th, first home game against La Mesa. La Mesa. So we'll be looking to hopefully be undefeated going into homecoming right there. September the 15th, we'll have a tough match. We're going to Bushland to go face the Falcons, but we're game. Yeah. September the 22nd, this is always a team I, I want to compete with every single time. Yeah. The Dalhart Wolves. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know they're going to be tough. Mm-hmm. They're going to be a tough game, and you know they want to beat us. Oh, yeah. So you got to bring it whenever you yeah. play Dalhart, and that'll be yeah. here at home at Bulldogs. It'll be at State. home, and then another home game, big one, big one. Maybe the biggest one of the year. Pampa Harvesters. Pampa Harvesters. The green and yellow. Yeah, and after last year's Pampa game. I can't talk about it. I still can't talk yeah, about dude, it. It was intense. I mean, here, it was heartbreaking. 
Are we going backwards there? Are no, we, we don't we, need to go. We don't need to talk about it. But it, it, hey, they played hard. They played their hearts oh, out. Oh, it was a classic. Yeah, yeah. Border One of the Panther best high game. school football games. Maybe the best high school football game I've ever been to. It was a back and forth battle. Yeah. It was, you do something, we're doing something. We do something, you do something. It was one of those classic Borger Pampa games. And I, w- I was glad to watch it. It's mm-hmm. hard to lose. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Always. Pretty good coverage on that play. Quarterback makes a good throw. Hey, what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you, you going to do? It's, but this year, they got to come here. Yeah. You come to Bulldog Stadium, it's going to be a different uh-huh. kind of feel. Yeah, yeah. We got a new new coach, new vibe. That's right. They aren't. They aren't going to know what's coming. I hope. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if they take us lightly. To be honest with you. Yeah, that's true. It's Borger Pampa. You're Anything right. can happen you're in right. that game. Yeah, you're I, right. I honestly, I think records go out the window when it comes to Borger Pampa. It is one of those sure. classic Absolutely. state rivalries. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's. I'm be excited a good one. for it. I am too. I'm excited. We'll be up in the booth. Yes, we will. I'll be PA announcing. I'm glad we get an open week after that. Yeah. Because we're going to sure. we're gonna, we're gonna get some rest, and then we're going to go into district play. We'll start off district play August the 13th against Seminole at their place this year. Then after that, Level Land, the Lobos come to Bulldog Stadium October the 20th uh, for our first home district game. Then we play Perryton at their place. Um, we'll go over there on October the 27th. And then the last district game of the season. West Plains. West Plains, November the 3rd. They come here this year. And so I'm excited for this schedule. I think it's going to be a great schedule. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing yeah, this play. It's a great, it's a great schedule this year. It's going to be lots of, I think, good games. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And then hopefully we're, never mind. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be Jerry Jones. I told myself coming over here, driving <laughs> over, I'm not going to do it. He gets on there and he starts talking about Super Bowl every year. Oh, yeah. You know, and then everyone's talking buying, about playoffs. Talks about playoffs, talks about Super Bowl. You're not going to talk about playoffs? I'm not saying it. You're not? Okay. No. Did you know that in in when the Ravens won the championship in 2000, for the last half of that season, they actually outlawed the word playoffs. They couldn't say it. I was watching one of the 30 for 30s. Okay. And they talked about that on there. They were actually fined for saying That's the word playoffs. Yeah, well, it makes sense, I guess. So then they started saying Festivus. Festivus. Merry Festivus. Merry Festivus. Took it from Seinfeld. That's great. It's a true story. Yeah. Great show. Well, we did have a schedule. We had a scrimmage that happened yesterday against the Canadian Wildcats. And, and you we, know how it went. We have been starting off with Canadian. You've got like a full update here, man. Several years here. And if you're going to start off with anybody, you want to gauge yourself. That's the team to gauge yourself. Is with. it? Multiple state championships. You know, probably one of the highest pedigree and a scrimmage, scrimmage is not like, you know, a preseason NFL game. Yeah, no. It's, it's not like you're just throwing your scrubs out there to figure the back, figure out the back half of your roster. No, uh-uh. After the first, you know, two series. No, they're getting after they're it. They're getting after it. They are getting after yeah, it. Yeah, they're getting after it. So, yeah. so you're getting a real gauge of where you stand. You got two yeah. new head coaches in Dane Hamrick and Andy Cavalier. Okay. And both of them want to hit this hit the ground running. Yeah. So they were bringing it. So got some notes here. So this is what I'm seeing. We go into this scrimmage with Canadian. Mm-hmm. We didn't fare so well last year. I mean, honestly, we just we we didn't perform, you know, I think it, where we wanted to. Right. Watching the film this week, talking to coach, it's 
a little bit of a different story. Good. So we yeah. get the ball first drive. And if you know anything about the scrimmage, the way they set it up, you get like 20 plays, 22, 23 right. plays, something like that mm-hmm. with your first group against their first group. And then you switch. So our first group comes out off the beginning and they have a strong first drive. I mean, we're running a new spread attack with Bo Dickinson. We're doing the RPO. Um, that's a that's a read pass option where the quarterback can either give it, they can take it, they sure. can pass it, and they're all keying off of different positions, maybe like the linebacker, mm-hmm. defensive end. And it is looking great. I mean, you start with Avery Adami returning all district running back, four yard gain, and then Caden Jennings, KJ, you know, rolls out to the right for another seven yard gain. Mm-hmm. He's looking good. We're looking poised. And, and and I'll say this the RPO definitely. KJ has adjusted to it very well. Good. Awesome. He looked at all of our quarterbacks yeah. did. Okay. Um, you know, I know Ryler Moreno, and then uh, we got another young man. I don't have all the roster yet, but looked good in the mm-hmm. RPO, making some good decisions. Yeah. It was really, really poised. I know at one point, it was like a third down, maybe a third down at about five or six, and run. Uh, Tyler Leffler runs like a 10-yard out, and KJ hits him in a very small window right before he goes out of bounds. I mean, it was just... It was a professional pass. Oh, good. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm excited to watch KJ play quarterback this year after seeing him last year, just seeing, seeing him improve. Yeah, so, he brings some experience back. Yeah. He's got, he has something about him. Yeah, I'll yeah. say that. You mm-hmm. know, and I think that as he grows in this confidence, we're going to see it even more emerge. And, and to some degree, your, your fantastic football teams they got to have a quarterback. Got to have a quarterback that the people are going to follow. Yeah, that the team's yeah. going to follow. Quarterback's got to be a leader, and I think Caden brings that. Yeah. I think Mister Jennings brings that. I do. All right. Um, you know, we do run into a stall that first drive. You know, we uh, we get off on our timing a little bit, underthrow a little bit, um, and they end up getting an interception. But I tell you what, Brayson McCarty, one of the wide receivers, just blows by the cornerback on this play. Okay, just goes by. If you don't know Brayson, there's uh, this guy has deceptive speed. You don't realize how fast he is. Yeah. He was a big integral part of the relays this last year in the track team. Okay. And so he comes now as a junior and he just he has a very smooth way of running. Mm-hmm. If you know who Arian Knighton is, who runs for USA Track, it's very similar, kind of a I don't long follow USA stride. Track, you know, come on. Oh, dude, he ran past him like it was Arian Knighton running a 200. So and, he, didn't, you know, he didn't play last year, Bryson? He was on JV. He was on JV. Okay. Oh, yeah. And okay. He looked fantastic on JV. Okay, yeah. I was so excited to see him come up to okay. the varsity this year. Sweet. And yeah, I that's think exciting. When they find their timing, mm-hmm. man, because that guy's hard to keep A little keep bit of magic. A little bit of magic. And that, that is going to be, a, I, I think, a big part of this offense is KJ has a lot of weapons. Yeah. You know, when you're looking at the receiving core, whether it's Bryson, Tyler Leffler, Aiden Cardenas, George Golston's going to be stepping up and doing a lot of receiver this year. And that's not including Avery or the other running backs out of the backfield. There's just a lot of different ways he can go. And so as a quarterback, finding that timing with your receivers and hitting them different ways, you know, you might throw it to one differently than you throw it to another. Right. And so once that timing gets down, oh, it's going to be hard to stop. Oh, it's going to be exciting, man. Absolutely. So then we get the ball back again and we continue on. You know, it was a little stall, but then we continue on. 17-yard gain from Avery up the middle. KJ pulls it for a 20-yard gain, and we drive down. Touchdown on a wheel route to Avery Dom. Touchdown. From about nine yards out. First, you know what I'm saying, first opening drive, mm-hmm. we go down there and score on him. I think it gave them a confidence boost. That's great, man. 
So then Canadian gets the ball. Yeah, Their first group let's talk about up. this defense. Let's talk about the defense yeah. a little bit. So Canadian gets the ball, and Canadian does what Canadian does. They're going to drive the ball down. They do some good things. Um, but there is some great stuff going on from our defense. Uh, Maverick Lopez, who has played offensive line for us last year, is now going to go both ways a little bit. Okay, He was on the D-line, and he's a beast. He is creating havoc in the backfield actually gets a sack we get back-to-back sacks on that drive um does canadian score yes they do and they score um you know on a couple of big pass plays you know one i know was deep the cornerback made a play for it Mm -hmm. just a little bit out of his reach receiver made a good catch and scored Mm -hmm. and so that is going to be something we're going to be working Mm -hmm. on you know is how we defend the big play right but yeah after the first series with our ones there they got three scores we got one the second groups come in after that, and it goes 0-0. Zero, zero. I mean, back and back. No one's scoring on each other. Okay. Again, back-to-back sacks in that series. Good pressure coming off the ends. I know Sean Wilson putting hard pressure. That's a guy who works hard in the weight room. Um, and he's just really strong, strong player there. We ended up having five sacks in total for the scrimmage. That's great. Not bad. A yeah, lot of different bad. weapons on the defensive yeah. side. So you got a good back-and-forth matchup here between Borg and Canadian. And, and we are going a little bit back-and-forth with them with touchdowns. You know, Canadian comes out. Mm-hmm. They score twice in that third round. Borger comes back. They answer with an 80-yard touchdown post. Um, you know, back-and-forth. We cap that series off with a pick six. Mm-hmm. We're back on the goal line. I think we were, like, on the three-yard line. Uh, linebacker comes from underneath, picks it off for a pick six. All right. You know, we're, we're in mm-hmm. this game. Now, they get the ball back again. Canadian does what Canadian does. They have a 70-yard quarterback scramble. But that kid was dead to rights. We had a sack. Two kids just couldn't hold on to him. Yeah. And he scrambles for 75. So, uh, you know, the scrimmage ends up finishing off with an interception on the Borger side. I think that was Tyler Leffler maybe getting to play some defenses here. Okay. Finish off with an interception. So, so what, what what are you thinking? My thoughts after this. First thing I thought after watching this, it, it was a much more competitive game than what we did a year ago. Okay. When they came here, we had trouble in the offense moving the ball. We had trouble putting these things in place. We, we just had a lot of trouble. They scored at will. This was a different kind of scrimmage. This mm-hmm. was a scrimmage where Borger was going to play hard. They were going to hit you hard. You were going to get pressure on the quarterback. Okay. Five sacks in total. Mm-hmm. A lot of good things. Now, I'll say this. You talk to Coach Hamrick, and he'll tell you, yeah, there were some good things. But that guy has very high expectations. Okay. He's looking at, we got a lot of things. Got a lot to work on. on. We got a lot of growth that we need to make. And and that's just his character. Yeah. I mean, he's like, these are my expectations. This is where we need to be. Well, and that's what you you can expect that from any coach coming in. Sure. You know, to a new, to build his program. You mean, yeah, he's going to, he's going to. He's going to have high, ex- high expectations and that mm-hmm. first scrimmage, you know, you're going to come away with it with thinking, look, okay, here's, oh, here's what we got to work on. There's going to be quite a few things. Oh, know? yeah. You know, it's not going to, it's not going to flip overnight. You learn a lot in that first yeah, scrimmage. Yeah. You do. You learn who your team is. Mm-hmm. You kind of start seeing who's going to step up a little bit for you, who wants to be your guys, mm-hmm. those kind of things. So that was the first thing. Much better than what I saw a year ago. Much more competitive. You know, we have some adjustments we need to make as far as making the big play. 
um, giving up, or I should say, giving up the yeah, big play. Yeah, giving up the big play. Because yeah. honestly, we stopped them on two drives. Yeah. We stopped yeah, them Giving out. up those big plays. Those, but the big play, you're kind of like, yeah. oh, that just breaks down for yeah. just a second. Yeah, and, and in high school football, that big play. Sure. It's just deflating. Yeah. You know? You know, one other thing, finishing the tackles. Yeah. You know, I, there were several plays where that big play came as a result of we just couldn't hold on to them. Yeah. Just couldn't tackle. finish the tackle. Yeah. You know, and that's going to be something I'm sure they're going to be working on and and doing that. But, man, I'll tell you what. It made me excited because it looked like a border team that wasn't intimidated. Good. They were going to come out. If it's a boxing match, we're hitting you first. Sweet. We're hitting your mouth. We're driving down. We're going to score. You know, and the, dude, the getting, defense stepping Yeah, out. dude, you're getting me pumped up for football, man. I was, man. I'm sitting there watching you know, I'm watching some of these young coaches and their excitement, their enthusiasm, and it's contagious to the kids. New coach Colby Williams coaching our cornerbacks. Because mm-hmm. this is a guy, I mean, as far as technique goes, you're going to be hard-pressed to find somebody who knows technique better than Colby Williams. And I'm watching him. And he's not afraid. He gets over there on the Canadian sideline, and he mixes it up to make sure our quarter, cornerbacks know what they're doing, mm-hmm. coaching them through the whole process. You're seeing that from all of our guys. They're just It's a different kind of excitement in the way that they're working with the kids. That's great. Yeah. So now we're looking at a new different kind of opponent here, Canyon Eagles, scrimmaging with them this Thursday this night. Thursday. 6.15 at Bulldog Stadium. We need everyone to come out, support the Bulldogs. Yeah, come on out. We'll be out there. So come on out, bring the kids. Let's have a good time. Yeah, it'll be a great time. Bring the kids. Absolutely. Yeah. Mike Dub, good start to the show so far. Yeah. What do we got next? Uh, we've got a word from our sponsor. Coming yes. up from af- after a word from our sponsor, we're got, we've got our first guest on the Borger Sports guest. Podcast. Special our guest in the studio. First special guest. Uh, head coach, head volleyball coach. Tina Sims. Tina Sims. We've got, right. got a great conversation with her coming up. After this word from the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. We would like to thank the Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is the official sponsor of the Borger Sports Podcast. Are you looking to sell your current home or property or on the hunt for your dream home? Look no further than Plumley Real Estate Group. Plumley Real Estate Group is your trusted partner in finding the perfect property for you and your family or selling your current home in the competitive real estate market. Plumley Real Estate Group's agents, Jodina Plumley, Lindsay Vinson, and Mike Reese understand that buying or selling a home is a significant decision, and they are here to make the process as smooth and stress-free as possible. Plumley Real Estate Group's team of dedicated and knowledgeable agents will guide you every step of the way, from listing your home or browsing listings to closing the deal. Join the many satisfied homeowners and sellers who have worked with Plumley Real Estate Group. Contact Plumley Real Estate Group online today at plumleygroup.kw.com to schedule a consultation. Plumley Real Estate Group is brokered by Keller Williams of Amarillo. And now we're back after the break. In the studio today, very first, Mike Dub, very first interview. First guest. Yeah. First guest. Episode awesome. one. Yeah. And if we were going to have a first guest, this is a person right here I want to have it with. In the <laughs> studio, head volleyball coach of the Borger Lady Bulldogs, Tina Sims. Tina, thanks for being here today. Yeah, thank you all for having me. Not a problem. You just got back last night from the Burke Burnett Tournament. Yes. I'm sure you're a little tired, horse. Very horse, yes. Making the time to be here with Borger Sports God Podcast. And now I can't even talk. We'll just edit that part out. 
No, that's all right. We can keep it real. On the <laughs> we already recorded this interview one time and my computer didn't save it, so we're redoing it. That's true. We actually did. This is yeah. the second time around. So you're the second guest and the first guest. The first and the second <laughs> guest. Yes. Repeat guest. We already have a repeat guest. That's awesome. Technology. Tina, do you mind if we ask you some questions about your profession here? Sure. As the Border Lady Volleyball Coach. Talking with Tina, you know, I've known Tina for quite a while. We've known each other since college. Actually, we met at West Texas A&M. Played some softball together over there, some co-ed rec softball. Yes, we did. She is a baller. That girl can hit. <laughs> I tell you what, she makes a play. But now she's doing it on the court with the volleyball girls. Tina, can you walk us through a little bit about your team this season? Kind of give us a little bit of outlook for your freshman JV varsity and what they look like this season. Yes, I'm I'm very excited about all three of our teams this season. Um my my varsity squad this year, you know, we've got we've got a lot of returners from from last year. Last year I only had three seniors and they were all back row players. So I still have a lot of my returning weapons and setters and it's just going to be a great season for us. Um, we've started well and I, th- I see that continuing. Um, with our JV group, you know, they they had a very strong season last year, finishing second in their district yeah. um, as a freshman group, and um, they have continued to grow. So I have high expectations for them this year, and so far they're looking very, very strong as well. Um, our freshman squad coming into high school, you know, it's a new, it's a new uh, type of look for them. You know, mm-hmm. they're coming from a two-team group to you know now to one team um we're working out some stuff with them and they're you know they're starting good and they're excited to be in high school now and sure you know starting to be more competitive and it's it's going to be great yeah one thing i was thinking about driving over here today your your assistant coach is with you jv coach yes victoria nunez Mm -hmm. and then freshman coach sydney greason yes we actually have three head coaches in the volleyball program now, oh my God. Yes. Victoria, the head soccer coach, and then uh-huh. Sydney is the head softball coach. Yes. I don't think I've ever seen that before. No, I, I haven't either. Not even, you know, other schools in our district. I don't think that's the case for any of them either. Sure. And it's quite funny because I was actually um, Coach Nunez's coach when she was in junior high. Oh, yeah. So, you know, it shows my age, but it's also really exciting to have her working under me now. Sure. Okay, so, so Kano knows you pretty well, but, you know, this is our first time actually meeting. So uh, I was just interested to know a little bit about how you got into coaching, you know, for other people listening to the podcast who don't know you very well, maybe how you got into coaching, how you became the head coach of the, the Border Lady Bulldogs. Okay, yes. Um, I, you know, growing up, I was always very competitive in sports, and I started playing soccer at the age of five. And from there, you know, I just added sports. I added basketball, um, soccer. Well, I already said soccer. Sorry. Um, And then I also started playing volleyball when I got into junior high because that's really when it started because there was no youth volleyball when I was young. Um, So I've always played competitive sports. And so, you know, going through high school and thinking about, you know, what am I going to do after high school? It was just kind of a natural thing for me to want to be a coach, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, along with, you know, being very competitive and wanting to do sports. um, I've also had some great coaches in my past, you know, that, that had a lot of impact on me that made me want to become a coach and be more like them. You know, I had Coach Thornton in junior high. She was my volleyball coach, and she was also a great person. And she she made me love the game and stay competitive and push myself, you know, through hard times. And then in high school, I had a coach named uh, Mark Elms. He was actually my high school cross-country coach. Yes, believe it or not, I ran cross-country 
my junior and senior year to get in shape for sports. And nice. um, I mean, he knew and I knew going into it, I would definitely was not going to be like top 10 runner. But my mindset in there was to make myself more mentally strong and to prepare my body for the sports that I was going to competing in. Yeah, running and, will do that. Yes. <laughs> Especially <laughs> and, that kind of running. You know, yeah, he, kind of running that long yeah. Even though he knew I wasn't a strong competitor, he knew my goal was just to finish every race and not be last. And that was the case. And he was one of my biggest fans, and I appreciate him for that. And he impacted me more than he really knows, I think. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so, you know, that is that kind of one of your priorities whenever you're working with these kids is really that essence of driving yourself getting better what what are your priorities now that you've become the head coach you had these mentors right what are tina sims priorities you know my my priorities of course we want to win but bigger than that i want to make these girls the best version of themselves whether it be um you know improving their character um improving their um perseverance like when things aren't going well how can they push through to to move on um you know that's on the court off the court um, I also want them, you know, to be determined. You know, you can't, if you have goals, you have to be determined to achieve them. You can't just give up when it starts getting hard. So, um, you know, those are a couple things. Um, I also, you know, want them to be good team members, teammates. Because, you know, when you get out there in the real world passports, you're going to be in a job. You're going to have a team that you have to work with and get along with to make the whole thing successful. And that's really what I really want to get these girls to realize it's not about you. This is a team sport. It's, sure. it's bigger than yourself. And you all have to work together to make it successful. Sure. So I think it's it's more of the life impact that I want to have on these kids than the wins and the losses. I feel like I just want to make them better so that when they're out on their own, they know the right thing to do, how to do it, and what to do when things are tough. Absolutely. We talk a lot in the school district about grit. What does that mean? What does that look like? And a lot of this kind of grit, honestly, is instilled in the off season. You know, some people may think like, well, volleyball is one. You know, they just show up when two a day starts and we get ready for a little while. We go out there and we play the season and then we say goodbye to everybody for several months, you know, and that's not the case, is it? Definitely not. You know, since volleyball is the first sport of the year um, for us, we actually have to start in the off-season in April, mm -hmm. um, the previous year. So we start our off-season workouts. We are in the weight room doing our weight programs. We know that it takes from then all through the summertime through two days and to continue on through the season. So, you know, summer for volleyball players really isn't much of a summer. Um, and so, you know, the determination they've had this summer showing up for our strength and conditioning camp, which we have at 6.30 a.m. in the morning, you know, I have girls showing up, and I'm just impressed. Every single day, they come back, they come back. Um, and then we also have skills every day. So we get to go to the gym and work on some skills for about an hour a day. Sure. And they just continue to come and make themselves better, knowing that that's what it's going to take for us to get to the next level. Sure. Yeah, I, I think we all kind of evolve in our craft, whether it's teaching, coaching, like Mike Dub over here, worship extraordinaire, sure. you know, those kind of things. But <laughs> all we all evolve. And I think one of the evolution points that I've seen with you has really been your emphasis on the weight room, getting stronger. You know, this last year, you even coached powerlifting yes. as an assistant. Mm -hmm. And so how has that changed your mindset 
with girls and weightlifting and those old kind of beliefs that I'm going to get bulky, I'm going to get too heavy, those kind of things. How's that changed after these last couple of years doing the weight training? Yeah, it's it's come up huge for us. You know, if you know anything about border volleyball, we really don't have just a whole lot of six foot of girls. You look at our district and there's at least one or two on each team. So, you know, coming into that, these girls realized and I realized and our coaching staff realized, you know, we've got to make us better athletes all around. So being in the weight room, making us stronger, makes us jump faster, makes us move quicker, makes us more powerful on the block, on the hit, um, you know, anything that we're doing. And I've seen a huge improvement, you know, from the weight room. It, it, it rolls over to the court and performance on the court. And these girls have really, really bought into it. Um, our girls that are seniors this year, you know, we kind of started that thing big about, about the time they were coming into high school um, after COVID. And, you know, since then, I mean, you wouldn't believe that some of these girls are the same, same person if you would have seen them before the weight room and then after the weight room. It's made a huge difference in our program. Yeah, absolutely. I think if you're, if you're quicker, you're a little bit stronger, um, shoulders, arms, you're jumping a little bit higher, you know, how, how, how much more does that help your team? Yeah. And yes. especially in a district like this volleyball district, arguably the best volleyball district in the state. Last year's state champion, yes. Randall Raiders, comes mm-hmm. out of this. So what is it like for you as a coach competing in a district with Randall, Dumas historic program? Herford always going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, West Plains now emerging as a powerhouse. Borger, Pampa, Perryton, mm-hmm. all these teams in one district. Yeah, it's a, it's a huge district. I mean, we're an 18 district. Uh, you know, we are, it's a solid district from top to bottom. Everybody can be competitive and you just never know how it could end up. Um, you know, yeah, it's a little intimidating competing against these schools, but it's also a challenge and something that we're ready to face and to try to conquer is, you know, knocking off some of these teams that have been successful in the past because we feel like this is our time. Um, they've had the past. This is the present, and this is our time. That's awesome. Yeah. Talk a little bit about – I know that you've coached these girls from from middle school up until till now and they're in high school. Talk a little bit about how, how important and how great that is, that that continuity that you've gotten to have with them over the past, you know, several years, how that's helped is – Yes. Um, yeah, these senior girls, I actually, I coached them in seventh grade, eighth grade, and then all now through their high school career. So I think it has been very beneficial because, you know, from junior high, they knew how I coached. They knew what I expected. Um, they knew, you know, what to do, what not to do, um, and have really bonded with me. I mean, I, I have a real close bond with these girls. Um, I feel like they can trust me. Um, you know, I kind of have a nickname around the high school. A lot of people refer to me as Mama Sims. Um, I don't know. They come to me for advice, and I do the best that I can, you know, whether it's volleyball or not volleyball, you know, mm-hmm. to try to help them out. Sure. Um, but I think it's been a huge thing for us being able to stay together for that long. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> well, let's recap what we've gotten in so far. Currently six and one on the season. Mm-hmm. Fantastic start. I think there's a lot of excitement. Um, starting off with a very strong Highland Park team. Mm-hmm. You know, made a good run in the playoffs last year. They're top, they're picked in the top ten in the Metro by the Emerald Globe News. You go over there and your team, freshman JV and varsity, sweep Highland Park. Yes. 
yes, it was a great way for us to start our season across the board. Um, you know, we we play Highland Park every year first right, right out the bat. So uh, last year we played against them, played very well against them. Um, and now their team is a lot different. I think they lost 12 seniors and they have one returning starter. Um, but they're still looking like a very strong team um, for their season. Um, but we go in there, you know, the girls were excited to see, you know, everything that we've been working off pay off. So, um, you know, we did what we needed to do and we took care of business. You know, our freshmen went in there and won in straight sets. Then our JV went in there and won in straight sets and then continued with the varsity and did the same. And so I feel like it was a great way all across the board to start the season. Yeah. So now we take that momentum from the Highland Park game and we carry it with us down the road to Burke Burnett, to the Burke Burnett tournament. We've been to this tournament before. Last year, Lady Bulldogs get second in the silver bracket. This year, a little bit of a different outcome. So yes. talk us through Burke Burnett tournament this weekend. All right. So going into Burke Burnett, you know, I was really fired up. I saw the I saw the pull play. I knew that we had a really good chance to to make it to the championship this year. And um so we set goals the night before we started our first our first games and all of our goals were high expectations from all the girls. And so that was really good for us. And we went in first day on Friday and we went undefeated in pool play after we defeated Burke Burnett, Petrolia, and Vernon Northside. We won straight sets all through all through pool play. And then so we went into the gold bracket and then we started out Saturday morning against Vernon and we beat them in two sets. Then we advanced to the semifinals where we met up with Bowie, who is a team that I have never actually seen before this year. Um, and they were a strong, strong team. But we came in fired up knowing that, you know, if we win this game, we're going to the championship. Yeah. And so I, I was really excited. The girls were really excited. And it was a really exciting game. We, we went two sets and knocked them off. And so that put us in the championship game against Winthorst. And for those who don't know Winthorst, this is the defending 2A state champions. Yes. You know, they are a 2A school. You can't overlook them. They went 40-8 and eight last year in that process, defeated Highland Park, defeated a lot of good teams last year. Yes. And they just beat Pampa on the other side of the bracket. You guys are going into this game. What's your thoughts? What are the girls feeling like? Yes. So we're, uh, we know going into the game that it's going to be a tough one. We had kind of watched them play um, in their semifinal match to kind of scout them a little bit. But we knew going into it, you know, all the feedback I'm hearing from the girls is all positive. We can beat them. We can compete against them. And I'm like, you're right. We can. We can definitely compete against them. And so we go into the match, and we we come out first set, and we're hot. You know, we get so hot. Their, their fans are getting really mad. And, um, you know, they they have high expectations. They don't really know who Borger is. Sure. And so, you know, they weren't very happy, and we were very excited. And so we win first set. Uh, 25-16. And then so we go into the second set and I'm talking to the girls. I'm like, you know, all right, we've got one set down. We got one to go. Let's do it again. Yeah. Well, we kind of got cold and we ended up losing the second set. So we go into third and we're starting on fire again. I mean, we're, we're looking good. Things are happening. We're excited on the court, on the bench. It's, it's really a good competitive game. And we end up falling a little bit short in the end. But, man, these girls fought every point, and they fought all the way to the end. And second place in gold, I mean, you can't, you can't frown on that. 
That's a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Great start for the girls. Great weekend. Mm-hmm. So what are your biggest takeaways from this start of the season so far? I think, you know, my takeaways and the team takeaways, I mean, it just shows them and proves to them that we can compete with anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year we had that mindset, but I don't think they really believed it. This year, I really think in their mind, they do believe it. And, you know, that's kind of our motto is believe. We have to believe that we can beat these teams in order to do that. And so I think that's huge, and it it really is going to help us moving forward. Absolutely. Yeah. So if I'm a first-time fan, I'm listening to this podcast right now, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go to a Burger Ladies Bulldog volleyball game. Yes. What can I expect as a first-time fan going out to a volleyball game this season? I I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. I think you're going to see— you know, with any of our teams, they're they're going to be competitive. They're going to be excited. They've got a lot of energy, and they just have a hunger. I mean, you can see it in their face. You can see it in their play. You can see it on our bench. Um, they're very fired up, and they, they have high expectations, high goals that we've set for the season, and they do not quit. I mean, there's no quit in them. So I think people will be pleasantly surprised if they come out and watch to support us and, you know, see what these girls do you know, outside of the classroom. And I mean, they're phenomenal athletes and I'm, I'm really excited to see what happens. Head coach Tina Sims here on the Border Sports Podcast. Coach, thanks yeah, for taking thank the time you. and being here with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Border Sports Podcast. Thanks again to our official sponsor, Plumley Real Estate Group. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram to join the conversation. And feel free to contact us with any comments, questions, or advertising inquiries at borgersportspod at gmail.com. It would also be a huge help if you would subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or Stitcher. And make sure you give us a five-star rating as well. The Borger Sports Podcast is hosted by Michael Kano, and mixed and produced by me, Michael Williams. Once again, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.